You're listening to The Mom Inspired Show, episode 105 with Jennifer Thompson. Welcome to The Mom Inspired Show. I'm your host, Amber Sandberg, and this show is created to inspire, encourage, and add a little extra fun to your day. Hey, you guys, I'm so excited to have my friend Jennifer Thompson on the show today as we talk about friendships. I just felt called to do an episode on friendships. This episode is going to be super casual as if we are sitting in a coffee house together talking about friends and why it's important to have friendships, especially as moms. We give so much to our kids that it's so easy to forget about ourselves, but we need other women. We need to have women in our lives that we can call our friends. So I just thought it would be great just to share our thoughts on being a friend, what it looks like being a good friend, what we need to do um, to find friends. And I just want you guys to feel encouraged and inspired that there are friends out there for you. And all you have to do is take that first step and it might feel risky, but take that first step to finding those friends. So let's go to the show. Jennifer, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thanks for having me, Amber. I'm really excited. I'm super excited to have you here. So we'll jump into that in a minute, um, our relationship and whatnot. But I need to start off the show like I normally do and ask, what is your favorite vacation spot and why? And this can be with or without kids. Okay. So my favorite destination spot is a place up in northern Michigan called Wallin Lake, Michigan. It is about 11 hours from where we live now in Nashville. Totally worth the drive. My family has been going to this lake for over 100 years. So we have a lot of history there. It is beautiful. It's gorgeous. It's a spring-fed lake that was glacier-made, and it's not highly populated. So it's just beautiful. And I have, I have really fond memories, and it's one of the few things in my life that's never changed. I've been going there all 40 years of my mm. life and I, I love it. it. And my kids yeah. love it. My husband love it. They they all love it. It's it's gorgeous. I love it. So <clears throat> I'm from Michigan as, as well. Well, you're not from Michigan, but referencing Michigan, I'm from Michigan. But um, is it along Lake Michigan? Is it by Traverse City or where is it in Michigan? Exactly. So it is actually, it's by Boyne and Petoskey. It's kind of right, oh, Petoskey. right between okay. the two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's about 45 minutes south yeah. of Mackinac Island. I know mm. a lot of people are familiar yes. with Mackinac. Mm-hmm. Um, so if that gives you any point of reference. So I was telling Todd that I want to go there, you know, cause we're from Michigan, but we're not from that part of Michigan. We're from, um, Southeast, but, um, that I would love to take the girls up to Petoskey, Mackinac Island and all that stuff. But just like the drive alone, because just to get to where we live in Michigan, where we're from is eight hours without any stops, which, you know, you have to stop. But um, so then to think about driving another leg to go all the way up to then come all the way back down to then come all the way back down. I'm just like, I don't know about that. Um, not yet. Like, I think I, I need to wait for them to be a little bit older um, so that they can really enjoy it. But it's on my list. So do you just drive? Oh, you will love it. Do you just drive <clears throat> straight all the way up? Well, it works out well for us because we just moved here a year ago from Indiana and my husband and I are both from Fort Wayne originally. And we've lived in Indianapolis for almost two decades um, prior to moving here. So both Indianapolis and Fort Wayne are on the way. So we have multiple places, multiple people that we can stop and visit and stay with if we need to. We have driven straight through before um, because we have four children 
we have yet to take them all on an airplane. So we drive. That's just what we yeah, do. We've driven we all around the country. Yeah. And so I think you just kind of have to factor that in and and see how well your kids do in the car. But I totally get what you're saying because it is, it's hard. It's hard yeah. to travel that far with kids. It really is. But it is so worth it. Amber, you will love it if you ever go. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, I do want to do it. Um, I'm just trying to think. How long is it from Nashville to Fort Wayne, Indiana? So from here to Fort Wayne, it's roughly seven hours. Okay. So some of my family members of... can make it in less, but I okay. think that that's crazy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so it's similar to driving to where we live in Michigan. So it is a similar kind of like in distance, you know, where we stop and but ours is eight hours. And so, um, yeah, I think we kind of go to a slight bend um, to the right, uh, going to the east, where you're kind of going straight up. And that's kind of where I think it adds on a little bit more time for us because we're going a little bit over. Anyway, people are going to be like, okay, we get it. You guys love Michigan. <laughs> I do have a lot of people that listen from Michigan. So we love you. We uh, love so. you, Michigan. <laughs> um, yeah. So I'm super, I'm super excited to take the girls there. Thanks for sharing that. Um, You're welcome. Yeah. So let's get into you kind of just shared a little bit about yourself, but tell us what your name is. And so you just shared with us that you're from Indiana, but share with us where you are today, where you're from now and um, how many kids you have, how old they are. And then we'll get into um, why I wanted to bring you on the show. Okay. Fantastic. Thanks. Well, my name is Jennifer Thompson and I currently live in Nolensville, Tennessee, um, which is where I met Amber. Um, Mm -hmm. I live with my husband and we have four children. Sophia, who's 12, Amelia's 10, Nyla is eight and almost nine and Patrick is six. So three boys or three girls. Whoa, not three boys, three girls and then a boy. <laughs> yeah, no. I, so the, one of the reasons why I wanted to bring Jennifer on is, is today's going to be a little bit different, you guys. So um, if you've heard me talk about why I wanted to, why I started the podcast is because I wanted moms to have a place that they could go to, to listen to other moms talk. So I'm sure you've been in a situation where you're at a coffee house and you might overhear these moms talking and you kind of wish you could just slide in and just kind of be like, oh my gosh, I totally want to talk about this. But you know, that's kind of weird. And so, and it's (laughs) awkward and it'd be kind of rude. And so (laughs) this is a place that you can eavesdrop and listen in on the conversations. And so today it's going to truly be a conversation where it's not going to be an interview format. I thought this was so important because this just keeps coming up and people have referenced um, when they've listened to my podcast and I had Melissa Sharp on with Cultivating Your Village. I cannot remember the episode off the top of my head, but if you haven't listened to that, go and find it on Mom Inspired Show, um, Cultivating Your Village with Melissa Sharp. And we talk about building, you know, and, and cultivating your village and friendships. But today... Um, I really wanted to just be a little bit more casual and Jen and I have been in a mops together since last year. I, I started whoop, whoop. this, yeah, I started this mops at my church. And, um, if you don't know what mops is, it's mothers of preschoolers and you don't just have to have preschoolers because I realize that this is, um, people are a little bit confused about this because they think they'll be like, I have a baby or I have a kindergartner. So you can have a kindergartner. Jen has a kindergartner and she's still in it. So you can mm-hmm. go up to the point that they're in kindergarten and you can go when you have an infant, you don't have, to ha- you don't have to have a preschooler. So um, the point of mops is to have moms come together and you sit at tables every week, the same tables, and you get to know these women over a year. And I think it's so amazing. So 
as before we even start that, if you have a mops in your area or go find one, they're great to be a part of. If you don't have one, I would really encourage being that pioneer and grab some friends and start one. And that's similar to what I did a few years ago with a few other ladies. And it has grown to be such an amazing thing. And I'm so excited that that's one of the things that I've done in my life. Um, I can, I'm, I'm really excited about bringing women together and especially finding friends and just building those relationships. So I'm bringing Jen on because last year when I met her, <clears throat> she had just moved here and I I remember just getting to know her and all that kind of stuff. And I've been here 12 years. So um, I am not from here. And um, however, though, I've been here long enough that I feel a little bit more established. So I guess the thing is, is like I wanted did, I wanted Jen to come on today so that you guys could hear us talking about friendships because I feel like so many women are isolated for whatever reasons. And we can go through all those things, but I wanted you to hear what we're talking and hopefully walk away with having some tools or some ideas or just some thoughts on friendship that you might've had, you know, might've thought about it differently before listening to the show. So Jen, I wanted you to share with us um, how it was for you to just move here last year. Like, what did it feel like? Because you had, you were pretty much lived in Indiana, like your whole life, pretty much. Is that what? Yes. So I lived in Indiana my entire life. Um, Went to college there. Yeah. Lived in a couple different cities in Indiana, but, but that's where I had always been. So moving here was a really big um, it was a big change. It was a big transition. And I think last year I was primarily focused on our children and making sure that, that they were adjusting well, that they were making friends, that, that they were feeling at home. And when it came up to the year mark, I think that I kind of had this moment where I realized, okay, everybody is doing great. The kids are well-adjusted. They, they found their people. Um, and now it's time for me to find, to find my people. And like you mentioned with mops, I think that that was a really, um, has been a big vehicle for that. Just getting to know women in a really intimate setting. I feel like you can get deep closer uh, and quicker in that environment than you can maybe just meeting a mom at the ball field or running into somebody um, at the school. I think that that MOPS has been really good for developing those kinds of those deep relationships more quickly. Um, I don't know if that answers your question yeah. because, because you know what, I like I told you before we started, it's funny because I have talked to you a bazillion times. And for some reason, the minute that I put these earbuds in my ears <laughs> and got ready for this, I was super nervous. <laughs> so, yeah, she was. So guys. even as I was answering the question, I'm like, I don't know if I remember the question. I don't even know if this is what she asked me. Oh, no. <laughs> I, Jen and I were talking beforehand that Jen was all nervous. And I said to Jen, I said, it's almost like a flip. Now, mind you guys, I don't think this about me, but people... People do like, I don't know, they put me a little bit in a different category because I have a podcast, but you guys, I'm a normal person. Like I'm a normal. You were normal until now. (laughs) (laughs) I've had had friends who have recommended the podcast and they don't 
and they've never met me. And then they're kind of like, oh my gosh, Amber. And then my friends have had to say, she is a normal person. And I am here to say, I'm a normal person. But what I was going to, what I was going to say that's so funny, it's like reversed. So instead of Jen being like, oh, Amber Sandberg, who has this podcast and oh, and like fangirling, okay, it's flipped. It's like she has sat next to me, got to know me, all the stuff. She knew I had a podcast, but now she's like, oh my gosh, I'm so nervous. And I'm thinking, you have known me and talked to me for a year. So I know we've had so many conversations about the move and adjusting and making friends and all of these things. And now you're asking me now, it's blank. Yeah, it's just funny. So what I'm just trying to tell you guys is like, even with her and I, it's like, she's nervous and there shouldn't even be a reason. I mean, obviously she's not used to being on a podcast. That is a little nerve wracking, but um, it's pretty fun though. Yeah, it is fun. And so, Mm -hmm. so I wanted to bring Jen on to really just make you guys feel at home, make you feel like, you know what? Jen is a girl's girl. Like here we are talking that you can relate to our conversations as we're laughing and giggling and stuff like that. Um, that you kind of go, yeah, you know, I want something like that. Or, you know, I do have something like that. And, you know, it's just a super casual episode today. So what I want to ask you though, Jen, is okay. when you moved here, yes. what do you wish Okay, so I'm gonna, these are going to be a um, maybe a two part question. Um, okay. What do you wish you had done differently, um, or maybe you don't feel like you wish you'd done anything differently? Maybe you feel good about what you've done, um, and then what do you wish someone would have done for you to make hmm. it easier? Okay, so okay. let's talk about first. Um, is there anything that you kind of wish you would have done differently? And then, and then we can talk about if you did do things that you really are glad you did. Let's share that too. But let's start with: Is there anything that you're kind of like, hmm, I were to do this again, I would do this a little bit different. Okay, let me think about this. I, you know, honestly, off of the top of my head, I can't really think of anything that I wish I would have done. Differently. differently. Yeah. Um, I feel like, yeah, no, I mean, maybe the only thing that I can think of is we had, we had a lot of guests and visitors right out of the gate, right when mm-hmm. we moved here. Um, yep. one of the really hard things about moving is we had really, really close friendships. Um, we still have those close friendships. We, we're very connected in our neighborhood and our church and our school. And, and it was really, really hard to leave for that reason. And once we arrived here, we, you know, weekend after weekend would host our friends and family. And in some ways, I think that that actually was a huge blessing because I think that it helped the the transition, especially for the kids to see that, Hey, you can make new friends here, but that doesn't mean that our old friends have gone away. Um, so I don't know if I would change it, but, but the only thing I think maybe having the back to back to back weekends with guests, maybe I would have put more space in between because Mm -hmm. I think it was harder at the beginning to start to really, to establish relationships here and to start yeah. to plant roots. Right. Um, because when you are hosting and entertaining, you're not getting to know your neighbors or the people around you. So it's not that I wouldn't have had people come because I definitely think that that played an important role in our transition. Maybe I just would have had some more space. space. Yeah. Yes. And like maybe every other weekend right. or something like that. Right. 
And you and I have talked about this. You've talked about it at your table, um, our MOPS table, that um, you were just so busy. So one thing standing on the outside, I do agree that that probably helped your transition. I know when I moved here, it was before I had kids and I had friends that didn't have kids. So they were able to come as well as my sister. And I do think that helped to feel a little bit more like I was still connected, even though I was here. Um, And that was challenging because I didn't have kids. So I didn't even have anything to really connect to because Mm -hmm. there was no kids going into anything. So, I mean, I actually think sometimes it's harder to move without kids um, because you don't have that. Yeah. Cause you don't have all those other connection points. And so, um, but I do think you make a good point because one thing that stood out to me is I feel like you were busy every weekend. So even when we were trying to figure out, let's meet up, let's do something, you wouldn't be able to do it because you were hanging out with your friends from out of town. So why I'm bringing this up is kind of what Jen's saying, have people come, but maybe leave at least one weekend a month that you just kind of have that downtime and just be able to have that flexibility that if your neighbors say, hey, do you want to come over for dinner? Or hey, do you want to go to whatever, go bowling, that you actually have a weekend that you can suggest to them versus Mm -hmm. being like, no, no, no. Hi, I'm booked for like five months out, you know? Right. So, yeah. Yeah. Cause then you can't build relationships. It's right. hard to build relationships yeah. where you are. If you are, if you're not available and exactly. it could be, it could turn people off. There could be well, right. people that like, say, I well, up. I tried yeah. and, mm-hmm. and she's not available. So I'm, I'm done trying, you know? Right. Exactly. So that's just something for you guys to think about too. And we're not going to just talk about like friendship and moving. Cause I realize some of you might not ever move or Um, you know, you don't need to talk about that. But what I'm trying to recommend is if somebody has moved into an area by you, and they're really busy with guests, just know that that's probably helping them feel better and don't give up on them. If they have their weekends booked, ask them out for coffee during the week or grab dinner with them during the weeknight. So because Jen would have probably had time during the weeknight to maybe grab some dinner and stuff like that. So absolutely. The whole point of this episode is really to help all of us become better friends because I think we desperately want it. And sometimes we just don't know what to do or we're just kind of like, well, I don't think she wants to. Because some people could have taken that with Jen being like, she's not interested, which I know, Jen, that wouldn't have been the case, but it could have come off that way. So because I would have been so sad. Yeah, right. And then you'd be like, why don't I have any friends here? And so um, so that's just something to think about. And then. Is there anything um, that you felt like it would have helped if people would have done something here once you moved here? Or do you feel like people did do it? Like, what did you what was your thoughts on, um, you know, just kind of being included into the community or, you know, or not feeling included? Well, I will tell you one thing that I noticed right out of the gate when we moved here, people here are so incredibly friendly. I mean, I would get into lengthy conversations with people at the post office or the gas station or the library. I mean, it just seemed like people were willing to stop and talk and Mm -hmm. say hello and not just how are you with a quick pass by. And I don't know if it's a Southern culture or what, but I just, people here, they're so friendly. So I I felt that, um, I felt that right away. And so I'm not sure really if there is anything that um, I can think of that people could have done. I mean, I'm always one that will accept a meal. I'll never turn away a meal. And I'm all about giving people meals. So, yeah, I love it. <laughs> but, but I think, no, I mean, I feel like for the most part, people were just really welcome. And I think one of the things too, about this area is there are so many people that live here that are not from here. 
Yes. So it's a really easy place to move because the majority of the people that I meet have been in my shoes at one time or another, whether it was 12 years ago, like you, or, you know, five Mm -hmm. days ago or whatever their story, I feel like there's just this understanding. And I feel like people, it's not very clicky. So people are way more willing to invite you into their tribe or come and have dinner or come and have lunch or coffee or, um, because they've been there before. They can empathize with that feeling of, of being the new kid in town. Yeah. And speaking of speaking to the people that have grown up somewhere. So I want, I want to shift the conversation a little bit. So we had a conversation at mops and we were talking about vulnerability and and friendships and stuff like that. And, um, you know, we were just talking about people who, do live in certain areas and have grown up and have friends. And that would have been you in Indiana. That would have been me in Michigan. And so um, what I want to encourage you guys, if you are those people, if you're the people who have grown up here and wherever here is, and you you don't really need a lot of friends, right? You're like, oh, I grew up with this person. I just want to challenge you though. The next time that you meet somebody new, welcome them and 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 make them feel included because they don't have to be your best friends but imagine if you guys had were to move would you would you want somebody to be like you know what like even though i have all my friends established i want to go out to coffee with you or i want to go grab a movie and go see a movie with you i'm just trying to challenge you because here's the thing you guys just because you have all your close friends you could be missing out on a really great friendship because you're kind of just like, well, don't need, don't need more friends. You don't even know who you're missing because you're kind of might be turning your head to be like, well, I don't really need that. So I just want to encourage you because it's good to have new people in your life. You know, mm-hmm. it's great to have established friendships and it's great to have people who know your backstory. Trust me, I get that because I mean, that is one of the frustrating things about being an adult trying to find new friends is people don't know your backstory. And so it's like, oh my gosh, this is going to take forever for you to like learn all about me. But the same time is it's good to bring in new blood to change things up. You know, it's a blessing for them and it's a blessing for you. And so I want to encourage you that if you guys, if you have been in the same area your whole life, the next time you meet somebody who is either not from that area or maybe they are, but you and you've didn't get, you haven't gotten to know them. I just challenge you to get to know them better. Open up your circle a little bit more. You never know that it could end up being a bigger blessing than you thought. And you might be thinking you're blessing them by giving them friendship, but you might end up getting blessed even bigger. And so I just want to challenge you guys with that. And so, and the other thing that I wanted to share in our mops, there was two moms that shared a story about being in a small group together and they've been friends for 18 years. And they were saying that it has taken a long time to get where they are today. So you guys... I know it's so hard as moms. So we talked about this. Um, we talked about this on the podcast and they talked about it in the moms group that sometimes you don't really even have conversations when you're hanging out with moms. If the kids are around, you get interrupted so many times that you might've started and stopped five different conversations. Who in the world knows? I mean, so you can walk away going, how are we ever going to build friendship, deep friendship if we're constantly interrupted? And what we learned at mops is that it will happen. Just keep showing up. Just keep showing up. And that gave, I think, a lot of people hope like, oh my gosh, this could happen. Even though, you know, if you if you went away to college or you think about high school and you could spend a lot of time with people and you think about like, how are you going to ever make up 
that time with a friend today, you're not. It's, it's going to look very different. And I think our expectations have to be different. But I don't want you guys to be discouraged and be like, well, this is never going to work. And the other thing, Jen, I don't know what you guys talked about at your table. But one thing that stood out to us is that, you know, it's kind of like you may ask somebody to do something or you might think they might be a good fit for friendship and they might be like, no, and be like, that's fine. Move on. You mm-hmm. want to pick the person who actually wants to say Yes. And I think so many people are like, oh my goodness, I I don't know how, like, I don't know if I can handle the rejection or um, what if they say no and, and then it's going to really hurt my feelings. You guys, I want you to push past that and just be like, if they say no, then that means you guys aren't a good fit, which your friendship probably wouldn't have been amazing anyway. So your friend is out there. And so what did you guys end up talking about without giving out specific details um, at your table? Well, really quickly to go to your point though, too, with the no, I think kind of like we were talking about before, I think it's always important to, to look at why is that person saying no? Is it, is it their circumstance? Is it something that's going on in their life right now? You know, is the no a personal no, or is it a no that's coming more from a place of they just can't, they just can't right now for whatever reason, because of what they're going through in their life. Um, and then to, and, and, you know, interestingly, we talked about those kinds of things at our table, too. One of the things that we talked about that we loved, kind of to your point earlier, was that the, how she said that in those moments when they were at the playground together and they couldn't talk and they were having these interrupted conversations and not not finishing sentences, she said, you know, so many times they were together learning, they were together, but they were alone. And even though they were together and like not able to talk and they still were developing a relationship and they were still putting in time and they were still um, putting in the years um, just, just doing life together in community. And I think that that's, you know, one of the things that really resonated with us at the table was just the importance of just being willing just to do life with someone, just to sit with someone, even if you don't, have the chance to speak, um, you know, if you're running after kids or, um, nursing or taking care yeah. of boo-boos or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I think the other thing that we talked about is just, um, the willingness to be vulnerable and to get deep with people and the willingness to, like you were saying, be rejected, the willingness to, um, to just go to those places in your friendship. Because I know with the women that were speaking at MOPS, there was one of the women in particular, um, it just took her a longer time to, to really open up. I think, what was it like seven years or something like that? Oh, before she Yeah. Would- she felt like, I feel like she felt like she didn't deserve the friendship. And what was so beautiful about that is the girl that she's friends with, she just kept going after her. Like, and, yeah. and she because got enough from her, even though, the other one wasn't giving what I think she felt like she could, but she wasn't ready yet. The other one felt like it was enough. And so yeah. if you really if you really do value someone and you really like that person, don't give up on them. Like mm-hmm. I w- that was the other thing too. And uh, I'm sorry if I'm am I overstepping what you're saying. No, no, no. No. Okay. Yes, you're Okay. Not so we we're, we're talking about vulnerability and that's where this would come into play, right? Like if you feel like you don't deserve the friendship or you're afraid of something share it with the person because the other the other reason the person might think is totally different like meaning they might be thinking 
you don't want to be friends with them or you don't want to hang out with them, really not knowing like, oh, no, you're struggling feeling like you don't even deserve friendship, you know? And so mm-hmm. I would say if you feel like you trust them enough, be open with them, be vulnerable, share with them what's going on in your head. Because um, I do feel like I think that's where we really get to know each other and we really grow and we really build bonds. And you well, how we grow friendships today looks very different than when we grew friendships when we were late teens, early 20s. You know, it's mm-hmm. a different, it's just a, you know, we're in a different phase of life. And so um, it's going to look different. So for me, if you trust that person, I would share those vulnerabilities and, and what might be hanging you up, or maybe you've been hurt, or maybe you feel like, you've been rejected and all that kind of stuff. Now, granted, I wouldn't say this on the first time you've met, you've met them. You might kind of scare right. them. So, <laughs> it's like a first date. You don't Let really me tell you about like, a whole life story. Yeah. Let me tell you about all my baggage. And so. <laughs> Will you, you still know. be my friend? <laughs> <laughs> be like, I'm going to call you every minute of the day. <laughs> so you guys have to have some common sense about this. Okay. Um, right. But I'm assuming if you're listening to this show, you have common sense. And so um, I just I just want to share that with you guys, because I think a lot of times you can just feel like, well, you know, whatever your issues are, your baggage, you may feel like, well, I don't I don't deserve I don't deserve friendship or a, a like a close friendship. And um, there might be somebody who really, really wants that from you. And then you're holding it back from them and then you're not getting it. And then everyone's losing. So, Mm -hmm. um, I just, so uh, just going back to our table and stuff like that. The other thing that I wanted to talk about too, is there's a few things. I think sometimes it's easy to think that people, so if you're in a group of people, especially like there's like a group of people um, that maybe hang out together, you may feel like you're left out. Uh, And then you might find out they actually don't hang out all that often, or you may feel on the outside. There's a certain group that um, I sometimes hang out with. And um, sometimes because of proximity, they're closer. And so sometimes it can feel like when I'm at a party or something that I'm kind of on the outside. And then if they're kind of all talking quietly, I have to decide, am I going to like go up to them and feel like I'm interrupting or kind of just being like, hi, um, and and then be like, dude, we're talking, or am I going to stand to the side? I don't know. These these are the things, these are real life things, guys. You may think like, oh, Amber doesn't have these issues. She has a podcast and she talks about friendship. No, I have to figure out this stuff too. It's like, this is real life. I mean, everybody struggles with all this kind of stuff, you know? And so no one is immune to it is my whole point. And so- Yeah. And, and you may think, you may think so. You may think, oh, some people like, yeah, maybe they do have a lot of friends, but maybe you put them into a group that they know no one and they are super shy. And then they're kind of like, oh my gosh, I am only do well when I'm with my group of people, not when I'm in a whole group of people I don't know. And so, um, so I'm just saying like, you know, take those risks and, and put yourself out there be vulnerable with people that you actually trust and and share what you're feeling. And if people kind of are like, no, this isn't going to work, keep moving on. Keep finding mm-hmm. that person. You know what I mean? And so it does take work. I'm sorry to say it really does. It takes work. It's not something that's just like, well, 
like turning on the TV. I mean, I know that like we're in a world that we get things so fast with Netflix or Amazon Prime or whatever that I think our brains are kind of like, well, everything should come really fast. And it doesn't. It takes time, even when they're doing well. And sometimes I'll have to tell you that. um, So going back to the Enneagram, and I've done several Enneagram episodes, I'm a two. So I really care about a lot of people. And um, I really care like deeply. And sometimes I almost need to pull back because it's like, okay, I cannot care about you this deeply. Um, And then sometimes I could feel like those people don't care about me because they're not a two. So I feel like it's unequal. But when I realize that I'm a two and they're not a two, I'm kind of like, oh, no, they, they do like me. It just looks different because they're not a two. And so what I'm just trying to say, there's so many things that play into things that you could easily read something wrong and think they don't even, do they even like me? Do I care more? You know, and, and, and stuff like that. So you have to be careful about that and really know who you're talking to. You know what I mean? And, and who is that person? And do you know them well enough to know that their intentions are good? So if something feels off, do you feel like they're doing it on purpose or do you feel like they're just a different personality and stuff like that. And so um, I just think those are all good things to know. And I don't know. Any thoughts, Jen, on, on any of this? Yeah, absolutely. And every I agree with everything that you have said. I think that it's spot on. And I think it is easy sometimes to to see things through our own lens, how we relate to people, how we feel things. And I think that just like you said, that's so important to recognize that people are different. People respond to different people differently. They have different love languages, different personalities, um, and to not take it personally if somebody isn't responding to you exactly how you would respond to them. Um, And the other thing I was thinking too, when I think about the close relationships that I've developed throughout my life, I I think it it takes time. You know, one of the things that I said when I moved here is I, I know that these good close friendships will come, but you can't rush them. It, it, you have to be willing to invest the time into people. And it's not something that just happens overnight. Um, even with the people that you click with right out of the gate, like you and I, like, I feel like we clicked immediately when I sat down at the table. Mm -hmm. Um, but you just, it's, you still have to put in the time and in our season of life right now, or at least in, I know in my season and your Mm -hmm. season, having, um, kids that are getting a little bit older and more activities and, um, more demands, it's, it can be hard. And even when you have young ones too, that, that still can be hard. Cause like we were talking about with the disrupting and, um, just the nap schedules and the different things that you have to work around. Um, and so I think that just being willing to find ways to invest the time, whether it's a neighbor and you just go on a walk, even if it's for 30 minutes and you're pushing strollers or your kids are riding bikes next to you or, um, if you, um, just find ways to, to fit the people that you want to develop relationships with into your schedule and it doesn't have to take a lot of time, um, or just pick up the phone and shoot a text and say, Hey, I'm thinking of you today. I just want you to know that you crossed my mind or those kinds of things go a long way. Um, and I know one of the things that's hard for me, I'm not somebody that usually instigates relationships as much, um, 
I'm a very outgoing person, but I'm an introvert. So I've had to go out of my comfort zone since I've moved here. I've had to send texts. I've had to send invites. I've had to do those things that don't necessarily come as natural to me um, because I want to build those relationships. So I think sometimes you have to be willing just to get out of your comfort mm-hmm. zone too Yep, and, and do things that maybe don't feel as natural. Um, but yeah, I think it's just, mm-hmm. it's all about putting in time and yeah. being well, was, honest too yes. with people. Yeah. And like, right. Like, and being vulnerable. And I wanted to add too, I'm an introvert as well. So I can be outgoing similar to what Jen's saying. Um, so why I'm bringing this up is it's important to know because I, it is mind boggling to me when I'm around extroverts, how much they actually want to be with people. And oh I'm my like, goodness, yes. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm exhausted just listening to what you're saying. And so, and I'm like, I must sound so like, I don't want to be with you. And, um, but you guys, like, you don't want to be with me all the time. I would then be so like, an, I would just be annoyed. Okay. Like, because <laughs> I need that time. I would be just like, a zombie. I, so we because, can just get together, Amber, and just like read books while we sit by each other and not ever talk, just like, just kind of look and wave every once in a while. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I know friends who are like, I want to do life. I want to do dinner. I want to live together. I want to do this. And I want to, and I'm like, oh my goodness. Oh, and like, no. sometimes I need to just watch TV by myself and Tal will be like, looking at me, come in. I'm like, I just want I just need to chill for a second. I just need to decompress. And so why I say that is because an extrovert could really take an introvert as somewhat like they could really take it personal that they don't want to mm-hmm. hang out. And that is not the case. Like I get recharged by being by myself. So if an extrovert could hang out with somebody every single day, and maybe I only want to hang out with you once or twice a week, it does not reflect that I don't want to spend time with you. It's more that if I don't do that and have those boundaries, I'm going to be so tanked and then yeah. I'm going to be just frustrated. And then it's, it's not going to be pretty. Like I get irritable if I don't get recharged by downtime where extroverts get recharged with people. So just going back to like the Enneagram, the personality, extrovert, introvert, what I recommend as we close is learn more about yourself so then you can then be better at when friendships come that you understand what's going on better. So like I said, instead of being mad at all the other numbers in the Enneagram that they don't seem as loyal and they don't seem to care and all these things. They don't um, like me. <laughs> yeah. I was actually like, oh my goodness. I'm like, no, I feel that at that level. And and it doesn't mean that they don't care about me. It's just that they're going to show it differently. And that took so much weight off my shoulder. So if yeah. you're an extrovert and you like hanging out with introverts, know for yourself that you may feel a very similar way that I feel as a two to other numbers that you're going to feel like, why doesn't she want to hang out with me like every dinner? Okay, well, she probably just needs some downtime. So um, I'm just letting you guys know that to be aware of yourself so that you guys can then understand other people better, but you need to know yourself first and like what you need and, and how you process things and then be able to understand that just because people aren't showing it to you in the same way, um, that it doesn't mean that they don't care as much or that they don't like you as much. And I mean, these, are, these have been all eye opening things, you know, for me in the past few years. And so I, I just wanted to pass that on. I just felt called to do this podcast episode. And I really hope that this benefits you guys. I hope that this wasn't too much like, 
Jen and I just talking and, and you guys are like, oh my gosh, what is happening? I really hope, <laughs> I really hope that it, it leaves you either feeling inspired to go make friends, um, inspired to open up your circle a little bit. Um, also feeling like, you know what? I can be vulnerable with the right people. And I just hope it, I hope the episode leaves you feeling like you're truly not alone, that you're not just sitting by yourself you know, and thinking everything else is happening while you're just by yourself. Cause I know that it is so easy to feel like I'm by myself, especially if you, depending on the season of life you're in, especially if you have young kids and, um, maybe you're nursing and all that or taking naps and it doesn't work out with everyone else's schedule and you just feel so isolated. I want you to know that so many people feel this and it's not just you. So I challenge you to go reach out to whoever you've been wanting to reach out to. Um, if you don't have that person, then I encourage you to go join a small group or join MOPS or do something that you're part of something and go find your tribe, go find your friends. So Jen, as we wrap up, um, you are a blogger. So where can people find you if they want to go see some of your blog posts and what you write about? Um, they can find me at www.truliersgen.com. That is where I keep my blog. And then I also write for Nashville Moms blog and um, Indies Child. So there are other places on the internet as well. Um, but yeah, that's okay. where they can find me. You said yours truly, Jen, right? Or truly yours. Truly Jen. yours, Jen. Truly J-E- yours, Jen. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and then this is this is yeah. super random, but I just thought of this. Okay. And you know me well enough to know I can be kind of random. Um, but I Welcome hope this to the is random okay, show. When, <laughs> <laughs> well, when Go you ahead. were just talking, yeah. there's something that I that I thought about that sure. I just really want to share. Um, having four children that are close in age, I went through a, a period of time when the kids were younger. When I, like you were talking about feeling isolated, I Mm -hmm. felt like it was really hard to get out of the house. Yeah. I felt like kids were um, sick a lot. Like, I feel like I would try to make plans and then, then somebody would be sick and then I'd reschedule those plans and then the next kid would be sick or it just, all of these things were happening that were completely outside of my control. But I remember feeling so incredibly guilty whenever I had to pick up the phone or call a friend and say, hey, I'm Mm. sorry, I can't make it again. And I remember just having this fear that people weren't going to like me anymore, that Mm. I was going to lose the friends that I had, that I somehow wasn't um, a reliable person, even though these things were completely outside of my control. I just remember feeling this, this weight and this feeling of isolation and this fear that I was never going to get to a place where I would be able to get together with friends again. And I just want to encourage anybody that finds himself in that place that that will pass and just to have the faith that, um, you will get through that season and your true friends will understand your true friends will stay by your side. Um, your true friends aren't going to say to you, Oh, your child has a 102 degree temperature. I can't believe you won't come over. You're awful. You know, that that's not how a true friend would ever, um, act in that situation. So, and like I said, it's kind of random, but I just really felt compelled to say that because I feel like that was a really, that season went on for a long time with yeah, me I could see and, that. and, um, and I just feel like that might be something that other women might be able to, you know, resonate yeah. with that your true friends 
they're going to understand the different seasons that you're going through, just like you understand the seasons that they're going through. And they're going to stay by your side and they're going to support you. And they're not going to make you feel bad. Instead, they're going to bring you a meal or they're going to offer to, to help in some way, or they're, they're going to offer you words of support and offer up prayers. And, um, and so I think that, that I just hope that encourages somebody. Hey guys, it's Amber. And you've been hearing me talk all about travel. And I am so passionate about helping families create memories through intentional travel planning. It might not even be on your radar for Christmas break, but it's just around the corner. It's a perfect time to go to Disney, Mexico, or even a Caribbean cruise. So if you don't have plans yet for those school breaks, I invite you to set up an appointment with me. It's completely free, both for the consultation call so that we can talk about what your plans are, what your dreams are, and put them into action. And it's also completely free to use my services to allow me to come alongside and help you make these plans a reality. So to book your time with me, go to mominspiredshow.com forward slash contact. Now let's get back to the show. Well, and I want to end on this. And if you guys, if this is happening to you and you are new friends and you don't know that they're not flaky, this is what I would recommend to you. If you're the person who keeps canceling because something's happening, share with those people. Be like, you guys, I am not a flaky person. I know this must like be coming off so annoying and that I am being flaky. And I promise you that like, I, I can't do anything about this and I'm so upset and I actually feel so bad that I have to keep doing this to you. I, this is you guys, this is where we're talking about the vulnerability, like share it. Like I would rather have somebody share that information than just being like, yep, can't do it. Can't do it. Can't do it. Cause eventually like you were saying, Jen, you're going to think they're flaky, especially if you don't have like an established relationship, like they don't know you well enough. So be honest, share with them how you're scared that like, this is going to like send the wrong messages to them. So then that they'll know like, Oh wow, this girl is legit. Like, yeah, she has little kids that get sick, that go to preschool, that go to Sunday school, whatever. And so that is my recommendation to you guys is that you need to be open with these people. If you feel like you're going to be good friends with them, they're worth the risk to being Mm -hmm. vulnerable and sharing what's on your heart. So I think that was great to end on Jen. And I so appreciate you being my sidekick today. And thanks for having me. (laughs) And I hope that you guys really enjoyed this episode. Jen, I'm going to have to have you come back on because I know we can, uh, you know, have many more fun discussions. Oh my goodness. I could talk forever. I loved it. I'm not scared at all anymore. I want to keep going. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thanks so much, Jen. Thanks, Amber. Bye. Hey, you guys, would you like to have every podcast episode in your inbox on Tuesday? That way you don't have to go search for it or have to remember that, hey, a new Mom Inspired Show has aired today. You can have that. All you have to do is go to mominspiredshow.com and subscribe. If you're looking at it on your phone, just scroll to the bottom, enter your name and your email. If you're looking at it on your computer, it's going to be on the right-hand side. That way you won't miss an episode. And I'm also going to start including travel tips every week. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I'll see you next week. 